Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. (laughs) Plus, I tried a couple less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and loving environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post called The Briar Patch, and this was shared at lisamcfarland.com back in June of 2021. As self-anesthesia options go, there's no limit to our choices. We can eat, drink, gamble, sleep, shop, dramatize, watch and play, (laughs) just about any of our feelings away. I didn't always have the awareness that I was, at times, oscillating among different options, all resulting in the same outcome, being checked out from my grief. Sometimes I would make great food choices consistently, but was also watching too much television, or when I could turn the TV off, I spent excess time making plans. Some seasons included too much wine or chocolate or Amazon purchases. The thing they shared in common was that they were all distractions. I thought they were flaws of mine, but actually it was more like a phone ringing that I was trying to silence. But I do have the insight now. I know that anything we're doing to pull our attention away from anywhere but here is a numbing agent. We all have them, (laughs) some worse than others, ding, 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 and they can all get us down a rabbit hole and keep us from what matters most if we don't find some balance and even discipline when needed. A few years back, I was listening to Brene Brown talk about a session she'd had with her therapist then therapist. Brene, who's sober for many decades, in addition to being a former smoker, she's open about her issues with different anesthesia options, banana nut muffins, and binge-watching Downton Abbey included. And hearing her speak so freely about them has been inspiring for me. I'm reminded that the judgment we assign to our behaviors is usually much more toxic than any one numbing, numbing choice we made consciously or in reaction to some stimuluses. So going back to Brene, she was describing a session where she told her therapist about some numbing agent she was trying to avoid. Maybe it was baked goods. I can't actually recall. But in response, her therapist said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, you know what you need to do, Brene. You need to let it go. 
Brene's response was something like, seriously, you want me to give up, let's call it sugar. You want me to give up sugar? I already don't drink, I don't smoke, and I haven't been eating white foods for several weeks. Don't I get to hold on to anything? Giving that up too is like telling a turtle to stay in the briar patch without a shell. Her therapist responded with a statement that changed my life. She said, instead of carrying shells that maybe Brene should, and this is a quote, get out of the briar patch altogether. Whoa. What? So how about you? We mostly think of these as things we should stop doing, not realizing that it may be the environment that we're in instead of our hangups that are getting in the way. Are you numbing up to survive a relationship you know is already over? A job you've outgrown or that's outgrown you or a body that you're ignoring? Maybe a creative book project waiting to come through you? Next time you find yourself trying to kick some anesthesia out of your life, also known as usually a bad habit, ask yourself if the habit is the problem or if the environment itself needs to be considered. Spoiler alert, this can be a terrifying undertaking. Don't be surprised if your bad habits actually multiply before you have the courage to look around and sit with them. So again, thank you for joining uh, this episode of The Healing Path. This is a great post. All things Brene Brown um, are recommended definitely through anything I'm writing or or podcasting about Brene Brown and the work that she's doing and has done has just changed the way that we look at many things, including anesthesia. Um, because as I said, these words really rocked me when I read them. This was several years ago that I was exposed to this quote of getting out of the briar patch altogether. And it really got me looking at maybe my choices, um, you know, these hangups that I think I have, whether it's, you know, whatever it's too much of, it's usually not too little of anything, but, you know, excess phone consumption, excess entertainment, excess eating, drinking, spending, you name it. Um, these are just distractions. And, you know, what ends up happening for my own grief process is that I end up focusing too much on the habit and whether or not I was able to break it or am I doing better? Am I not take, for example, sugar consumption? We know sugar is linked to many things, including cancer and um, also just Alzheimer's and the dementia. There's just so much coming out about sugar right now. So let's just, let's just agree that uh, overconsumption of sugar is probably not a good idea. However, I can get really close to that habit to where I'm trying to micromanage it and everything uh, around that. So if I'm thinking about, you know, going to a dinner, it's like, oh, that's right, though, I, I'm not going to eat dessert because I'm trying to stay off of the sugar. Or if it's, you know, going to a party or some kind of reception, again, knowing that there's going to be, you know, sweet treats everywhere and even fresh bread at an Italian restaurant, which is essentially dietary wise, the same as eating a piece of cake, um, less the olive oil, I can, you know, get really, I guess, obsessed, for lack of a better word, with taking this one habit and making it, you know, so pivotal, so important. And what ends up happening is, n number one, I'm always going to let myself down. 
Because eating sweet treats to me is just part of enjoying life. Balance, of course, is the key to everything, but there's no world in which I want to live that I can't enjoy the delectable foods around me, right? Including sugar, sweet things in moderation. Um, so inevitably I fall short because that's what we do when we set goals because we're human. So I fall short and then I take that opportunity to kind of beat myself up a little bit more about it. Like, oh, you know, you have no willpower. You always do this or you said this was important to you. And this becomes this kind of roundabout cycle that goes on again and again and again. And guess what doesn't happen in the midst of all that? What doesn't happen is I'm not sitting with my grief and I'm not being present. So ultimately the habit itself really does serve this major purpose, which is to distract me. So what happens is I think that, you know, oh, I don't have any self-control when really being able to just get so in tune and latched on to some habit I'm trying to create or just, you know, end, um, becomes a way to take up my, my, my mind and my heart space so that I'm not sitting with my pain. So what I'm suggesting, what Brene suggested and her therapist so openly talked about, and this is an easy uh, exchange to Google, by the way, or read about online, because um, it's kind of famous or infamous, but, you know, we get back to this idea of, you want me to be in the briar patch without a shell. And I never really thought of my life as being part of a briar patch or being that I was actually in a briar patch. Um, but when I started looking at all the ways that I was numbing, I realized, um, yeah, that a lot of us are in briar patches or in, you know, you can be in a briar patch in your, in your professional life and have, um, you know, Zen at home, or you can have a rough, you know, something going on in your home, but you're really excelling professionally, or maybe you're volunteering and that's something that you have a love for. But I guess my point is we can really just miss out on the opportunity to bring grief to the party, which I know doesn't sound like a good idea, but if we lock the door and don't include include our grief, then what I always say is if I don't handle my grief, then my grief handles me. So in looking at this bigger picture, it's interesting, uh, and this is one of the reasons I love doing this kind of work, is that grief is such a doorway and such an access point, entry point into different um, ways of thinking and different consciousness. And without it, I'm not saying any of us want to go find, you know, heartbreak and none of us want to bury our children. I can absolutely um, confirm that without hesitation. But having said that, when these things happen, we really do um, gain access into not just the grief part of us, but the whole part of us. And so what that felt like, or what that showed up like for me in my own life several years ago was, you know, not only have I not talked about my children dying, but I've got some other things, areas in my life, other rooms that need you know, doors opened and windows opened and dusting and, and cleaning out. Um, you really can, by making that place for your grief, you really can um, really let that overflow into other parts of your life that you just wouldn't expect it. But it's like a post I wrote uh, several months ago, which was basically, you know, when we start telling the truth about grief, surprisingly, we start telling the truth about a lot of things. <laughs> And I go back to um, 
Martha Beck's great book that's out now for about a year, a little bit more, The Way of Integrity. And she just talks about, you know, radical truth telling and all the different ways that we're not, we're not telling the truth. And so just even challenge ourselves with a day where we just tell the truth. It's not the easiest thing. Um, because that means even if it's going to make someone else uncomfortable, or even if we know that the other person won't, won't know what to say, or, you know, that we have to actually show up as who we are. So if you haven't picked up that book, um, it's a great one. She's also got a great podcast. Uh, but for our purposes, yeah, get out of the briar patch, folks, take a look around because whatever numbing agent you're using to help with your grief process and probably other areas of your life um, can just be a distraction. And at the end of the day, if we can just welcome all the parts of ourselves and stop trying to compartmentalize the different parts of our lives, oh my gosh, life just gets fun and easier. And no, I don't stop missing my children, but I'm able to add to the value and the vibrancy of my life by allowing my children to be in my heart, you know, my deceased children as much as, you know, my living son and so forth. So this was a little bit of a long post, um, but it's a great topic, the Briar Patch, one of my favorites. Feel free to Google it um, and learn more about Brene Brown. And also, if you go to my website, you can look up um, former posts about, about the Briar Patch, about her, about habits, turning on the lights, looking around and things like that. So Thank you for hanging around for this extra long episode of The Healing Path. And yeah, I'd love to hear any feedback you might have um, on your own briar patch or your own experience kind of, you know, waking up to your grief and seeing what else is here. Um, we all have some version of that. So let's share it. And until we meet again, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And let's stay out of the briar patch. Peace.